Hey, hello everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Talking Touring with me, Craig Leach, and the beautiful Liam Sexton. Uh, this week we have got the equally stunning, beautiful, and hairy Casey Abrams. Um, we talk about so much. We, we talk about uh, his time on American Idol um, and how that, that really through his career or, or like changed his life and made made this career for him that he has now we talk about his time touring uh, on his own project after coming out of the american idol scene and then we talk about his time uh where he's he's been with postmodern jukebox and 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 some of the times that me and him have had together and and, and the memories we've made um it was great it was so nice that like um liam hadn't met casey before but i feel by the end of it we're all buddies and it's this is my favourite thing about doing these talking tourings is even though we can't tour, we can still make friends. So uh, big love to all of you for your support. Um, and I really hope you enjoy this episode as much as we enjoyed doing it. Episode 9 with Casey Abrams. Casey Abrams, how are you, buddy? Kate, first things first, Liam, Casey, Casey, Liam. Liam. How you doing, buddy? Nice to meet you, man. Wonderful to meet you. Wonderful to meet you. I've heard many, many good things about you from Craig. Oh, I'm very you. excited to dive into this. Oh, both of you guys, thanks a lot. Dude, this is awesome. Thank you for joining us on Talking Touring. Oh, thanks for having me. I, I have no idea what to expect. So I'm I'm really excited, but I know that Craig is is a crazy guy on tour. So I'm excited to just talk tour. Mate, when you say crazy, you mean extremely professional and it's <laughs> yeah. it's a well-oiled machine and I am the epitome of professionalism, I do hope. That uh that's what I meant. And you'll just dye your hair on a whim. So that that's the craziest thing. <laughs> yeah, man. It does you get look a bit good. I like your hair, more. man. Yeah, man, I did something naughty today, which we're not allowed to talk about in England, but I got a haircut. I'm a oh, fucking rebel. You, so you went oh, outside? Oh, shit. I went outside and my mate got his scissors out and he cut it. So, yes, I look good, ladies and gentlemen. You have to do that. You know, I haven't been to a barber shop in about six years. I can't That's tell. That's pretty good going. <laughs> What you been up to then, Casey? What like I see that you've been busy on uh, on all the socials and stuff, but uh, obviously no gigs at the moment. So what what you been up to? Uh, you know what? It was kind of a blessing in disguise for me, and I, I I'm sure for you too because you get all this podcast time, and I'm sure you've always wanted to do something like that. Um, so for me, I've been doing a lot of songwriting and releasing songs that I have wrote, wrote that I wrote when I was sometimes in high school, in college, no uh, even in middle school, and I'm releasing them. It feels really good. And I just released a song, or I'm going to release a song that I wrote um, uh, that was like a contest. It was a contest for me on MySpace. And it was the first, the first person to uh, respond to this with the correct answer. I can't remember exactly what the question was, but I will write a song about you. And it was all about my friend's mom and her name was Malaya. And I just wrote some weird 
thing that she was like an Egyptian belly dancer. A little weird. But anyway, I started to like the song <laughs> a lot. So I'm going to release that uh, in the next month. And awesome. so, yeah, I've been doing a lot of songwriting. Uh, I'm working on a documentary that's all about uh, American Idol. I have to keep it down low, but there's there's a lot of cool things. So I've been editing, Sick. interviewing. Wicked. And uh, yeah, other than that, I've, I've done a couple Zoom concerts. I, I played a wedding in Ojai, California. A wedding? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it was very small. Yeah. A lot of masks, but that's that's the that's the last real gig I did. When, when was that? Sorry, was that 2020 that, or was that this year? That was 2020. Yeah, I think that was in like October or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. You've so been a boy. Yeah. You managed to gig. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's fun. I, hey, I, I'm, I'm lucky. There's there's even people who are luckier who are who have gigs. I mean, I, I don't know how it is over there. You're in England. What, what part of England? Both of you or? Uh, well, we're like I'm a, I'm an hour apart from each other. Yeah. Oh, basically. okay. Yeah, we're not far away from each other. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know how it is over there, but um, in Arizona, it's pretty open. People are. Um, that's where I am right now, and I'm going to yeah. move back to LA pretty soon. But I'm, I'm helping mm-hmm. my parents move at the moment, and I've, mm-hmm. and ever since the tour, the tour ended, touring life ended. I've been hanging out over here, and it's yeah. just, it's nice. It's good. They're really, it's, it's good to have the family time, free rent. And uh, oh, absolutely, yeah, it's, it's been really nice, but um, it's one, it's one thing I've loved about having this time is uh, I've got to totally hang out with my nephew, who's the coolest little dude in the world. And it's it never would have happened if the world hadn't been paused, so I'm mm-hmm, actually super mm-hmm. thankful for it. To <laughs> an extent. I, I completely agree with that, that vibe in this, uh, uh, similar. I, um, yeah. I'm getting to hang out with my grandmother, who's 102 years old. Dude. What the fuck? That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. So every Saturday we have a tradition where we watch the Lawrence Welk show. And it's this old show with a whole bunch of music. It's almost postmodern jukeboxy. But oh, really? uh, yeah, yeah. You should check it out. It's really cool. And we get to we just watch at four o'clock every Saturday. And I usually bring over maybe some KFC and or some Lovely. some kind of food form. And we ain't we eat, we have some wine. It's really beautiful. It's really so. I I really appreciate this time. Oh, that's amazing. What's what's her secret to a hundred and two years? That's I bet you know, it's I, not go on tour. I bet yeah. you it's not go tour. <laughs> <laughs> I I'll tell you. I I actually asked her and I said, "What what is it? What's the secret?" She said, "The three F's: the okay. family, faith, and friends." That's uh, that's that's all it was. So that that's a uh, that's really cool. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's I, really I didn't nice. expect it. I didn't know what to expect with the three Fs. I was expecting. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I was totally expecting one of them to be fucking. <laughs> yeah, my mind went straight to the gutter on that. <laughs> I know, as soon as I said it. <laughs> so um, let's just jump straight in with some touring stories. So um, like before Idol, you were doing you. You've always been musical. Um, but I guess Idol kind of pushed you into traveling with your music as such. So when you were, when you came out of Idol, was your schedule just completely hectic? And like, how was that changed from like normal life to suddenly people, people wanted to see the Casey Abrams show. Was it, it was, that must have just been mad. It, it was pretty cool. I, I mean, I will tell you this. Uh, yeah. The first time I ever toured 
was with American Idol in 2011, and it was with season 10, top 11. So cool. Uh, there was I, We would do stadium sometimes twice in a row. I would say every night was about 10 to 15,000 people playing for was magic. Yeah, right. I loved it. You know, I, I remember there was the, there was these times where I would take out my in-ears, right? They don't have the monitors on stage. So you have to yeah. use the in-ears. I would take out the mm-hmm. monitor, the in-ears, and I would sing into the microphone and I couldn't even hear myself sing. I, all I could hear was, ah, yay, we love you. <laughs> no <It was> way. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's like that for all the other bands, but it's, it's amazing how the crowd will over take the actual noise of your actual voice that's inside you it's crazy yeah uh so yeah so um so that was incredible and then afterwards i'll I'll be honest you know you know during the american idol tour we had like six tour buses a couple trucks and it was it was awesome and uh and then when it came to my tour it was me in a van with some buds and we went and i remember our very first gig i think it was really close to the chicago bean that giant Mm -hmm. um thing yeah yeah Yeah. and uh you know i think it was like i was playing for like a a wine mixer or something or something like that uh i I don't do you mix wine i don't know what it what it is something with alcohol (laughs) (laughs) they're crazy over there in chicago and we i think we played for a group of about 40 to 50 people so i you know after idol it wasn't the craziest big rush it was literally starting over again which was not a bad thing you know because it it, that it was hard because you 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 go into a crowd you see signs with your names on it and you meet Mm. and greet people and people are yelling your name but then afterwards i i think that they're a little bit more attached to the machine of what american idol is and they're Mm -hmm. on to the next thing Mm-hmm, and yeah. uh for me i think the new season was starting up while i was touring and so it uh i think they were maybe Clash. maybe there was more eyes on that so yeah. so from that day forward i really had to just keep building up my name and then there was a couple there was a couple shows on my very first tour in 2012 after i made my first album which was called casey abrams my name yeah. and there was a, there was a couple what i love that record man i think oh, it's wicked. you listen to it yeah, dude. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I I listen to it every once in a while, just just to great just to get morning the ring. Is a banger. We go into this great bright morning. Beautiful, thanks, man. man. Oh, I appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, we we I we, I remember like finding the band. We 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 went to Musicians Institute in L.A. and we found mm-hmm. like we just auditioned a whole bunch of people, found a band. And just went touring. Uh, but there was a couple bars that maybe there was about 200 people in one bar. That was pretty cool. That made me feel really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Yeah. And and so I, I felt like I was I was growing a little bit momentum each time. And for some reason in that tour date, we got we got this sick gig to open up for America, the band. How crazy is that? Yes. <laughs> so we so we did our set, America did their set, and then America invited us on stage to do uh i've been through a desert on a horse with no name and we all took no a way. solo it was crazy me and the whole <laughs> dance so cool. yeah that so that was like the coolest moment after american idol that ever happened with my own name that's, that's awesome. amazing yeah did you find it difficult to like when, when you say you went from like you know 10 to fifteen thousand people with the american idol tour to then going to being in a van with your buds um did you find that to be 
a bit of a bummer or was it like a, a new challenge and you just embraced it straight away or was it kind of just like, oh, fuck, like, um, back to the I, start? I think, I think it was a bit of both, you know, but I okay. think it was definitely more embracing it. Uh, you know, I think maybe for a split second, I was like, oh, okay, I have to go back to the roots. But at the same time, I had something which I'd never had before, a gig, right, as yeah. myself. And Very I had true. a record to yeah. promote. So I, I was willing to do it. And, you know, um, when you're touring by yourself, uh, unlike American Idol and Postmodern Jukebox, you don't have a, um, a, a tour guy. You don't have a tour manager. You don't have people to set up yep. merch. You're your own roadie. So yeah. that's that's the hardest part. But at the same time, you build muscles. Um, you, you, you also... The fact is, is that you're driving the car and you take turns with your buddies driving the car mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and Hey, Oh wait, there's a look over there. There's a, there's a kind of a, like a, a little marsh over there. You want to go swimming? Let's just go, let's go skinny dipping, <laughs> yeah. you know? And you couldn't do that on the tour bus, you know, cause it's a strict yeah. schedule. So yeah. in that sense, you have all that freedom in the world. Oh, you guys, <laughs> I remember there was one time in, uh, I, I want to say Idaho, somewhere in the middle of the country. Um, and we, we were just like, hey, you guys want to go to a strip club tonight? It's like, well, we got radio at six in the morning, but yeah, sure. Let's go. Let's go. We, we stayed up till about four and barely made the radio interview and probably wasn't a good idea, but at least we had that freedom to just try things that were new, you know? Yeah, exactly. Learn, learn the craft. Next time yeah. you're in Europe and you see a marsh that you want to go swimming in, I will make sure that bus stops. <laughs> <laughs> Schedule's gone out the window. We're going swimming. I promise you that much right now. We can both wear our bikinis. Mate, 100%. You know you know, I look good in mine. I love it. Oh, my gosh. Especially the pudding. The pudding. <laughs> Those of you that may be listening that haven't got a clue what pudding is, it's that beautiful, beautiful bit of fluff you get in your belly button. And... Uh, we like to share it with each other. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I found that my girlfriend doesn't enjoy that game as much as anyone else does on a tour bus. It's yeah. really annoying. <laughs> she doesn't seem to appreciate being given the fluff out of my belly button. <laughs> <laughs> the hard way, we found out. Yeah, true. true. It, it, and why is it? I, I think I know the answer to this question, but the pudding, because when you think of pudding in America, it's mm-hmm. definitely... You think of jello, you think of uh, almost some semi-liquid, but pudding in England is, I guess, more of that texture in your belly button. Is that why? I mean, it's definitely not made of hair, like pudding yeah. in the UK. <laughs> I don't know what pudding you've been in over here, mate, but they're not fluffy. Okay, all right. I'll have to look it up. <laughs> you I'm Brits sure we could come up with pudding. some sort of fluffy, fluffy pudding. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, obviously, like, doing the Idol tour, like you say, there was tour managers and stuff. Like, is that, like, going from that and seeing that and then going to do your own, did you kind of, learn a lot about being a DIY touring act from the people on, on um, uh, American Idol, or did you just wing it and just go for it and just kind of experiment or did you, did you just kind of go, okay, we're going to do that on a smaller scale? Um, so the, the very first time I did have someone who was technically, I guess my road manager. And uh, then when it came 
down to it, the next tour, we couldn't afford to make anyone else the tour manager or the road manager, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. And then I became yeah. it. So I actually learned from my buddy who was also my guitarist, who was nice. also the merch guy, um, the very first tour. And I learned a lot from him. His name was Elliot Schwartzman. And he was, he was very on it. And he, he was, mm-hmm. he was very hippie ish. Like he would, um, he, he wouldn't wear deodorant. He would just have the patchouli oil. And that's, and that's very, Yummy. like, that's way more hippie than me. <laughs> yeah. and, and so he, he would, he would kind of egg me on, Oh, yay. Let's, let's go. Uh, let's go. Let's go just, just run through this, this grass field. You know, he, he was actually one of the inspirations, but uh, yeah. So he, he would do a couple things here and there. And um, then when we couldn't use him the next time, I, I kind of learned and I, I messed up a whole bunch of times. I mean, I, I did wing it because I was in charge of getting the check. I was in charge of getting the money for the merch. And I was mm-hmm. selling the merch too, which I, I ended up not doing. I'm, I just ended up giving um, – <laughs> it's it's crazy because I would put all the, the money in my pocket. But I fi- you know what I figured out during do- doing the merch? Uh, if you're actually doing it and you're taking the money and you set it – I feel so bad for saying this. But you, I would I would find out that – if I was standing in line taking the money and I set it to like $25, people would give me like 30 and they'd be like, uh, do you have a five? And I'd be like, Oh no, I'm sorry. And they'd be like, Oh, you know what? Keep the change. So I'd actually, <laughs> it, it was pre- it was pretty good just because I, I don't think it, I think it was just, hopefully it was more of appreciation. Just, Hey, here you go. This is a tip for you. And yeah. it's because they were actually putting a name to the face, right? It says but, quite yeah. a lot about how hard it is actually to finance a tour, which I think so many people forget about, like van hires, people hire, musician hire, like equipment hire, all of that, the fuel. Like it, it's that's not the craziest cheap. part. It's and you thousands. know, I had I had no idea. See, I so I got I had just got signed off of American Idol to Concord Records. So I was like, yeah. oh man, they're gonna fund my whole tour. Um, it's like we're I in think, the money. Yeah, exactly. I do have to say they did they did some great stuff. They they funded me to go make the record in England at Kensaltown oh, Records. Wow. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, and I can't remember the exact province, but it's where the big mall is. It's I can't remember. It's wherever Kensaltown Studios. It's almost Kensal Rise. Yeah. I think so. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So so they funded that. They funded radio stations for me to go talk to radio stations and play it on the air but as far as touring goes it was all my money that's the craziest yeah. part mm-hmm. i i mm-hmm. thought everything was funded so i had to i would like look at my bank account and go down and then up a little bit so that that yeah that was a big thing and that's why i love the postmodern jerk ju- ju- jukebox tours the postmodern jerkbox <laughs> 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 sometimes it's that no that's why i love the postmodern jukebox tours and the american idol tours because there's not a lot of worrying going on and and uh you, you know when when you're the host of the postmodern jukebox hey what's up you're just having a good time and yeah. even if there's 50 percent capacity or you know 50 percent of the 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 show is shows up like the audience it doesn't matter because it's no sweat off your back. You're not losing anything. You're just winning yeah. all the time. And so you, when you're actually touring as Casey Abrams, you're a little bit nervous when there's, there's only like, you know, 40 people in the audience because that's, that's your money. That's where it's going to, you know? So you, you start to, fight, yeah. but to that point, you start to fight a little bit harder in promotion and yeah. just putting things on Instagram and YouTube. And, and then you realize, Oh, maybe I should, just build this up a little bit more next time, you know? 
that kind of thing. Absolutely. It's amazing because I think like in we have like obviously the X Factor and like similar shows over here to American Idol, and I would say like a good ninety five percent of the people that have been through that um, kind of TV program process after the show fall off the radar. And I think it's because like they haven't really clocked it the same way that you've clocked it in that you're like, okay, well, I've had this experience. That's really good. Um, now I'm down to just me and the buds in a van, but that's not a bad thing. It just means that I've got a different challenge ahead and you've kind of put yourself in a position where you've risen to it. Where I think it would be quite hard for a lot of people to come down from that height and go, right, let's keep going. Like I need to keep on the, on, on the ball. It it definitely it definitely was pretty hard because uh, I mean I remember right after the show I was I actually started to cry I remember I was on the Jay Leno show and mm-hmm. I just started uh, crying because all these um, these American Idol cameras weren't on me anymore so that that wow. but uh, you know because it, it starts to become therapy where uh, you get boosted into fame all these cameras are asking, how did you feel this week? You know, and every single week for, mm-hmm. you know, a couple months, you're, you're, they're just like, how do you feel? You know, it's like therapy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm sitting in the Jay, Le- Jay Leno um, green room and I'm just like, where, oh, who do I discuss? Do I have to look at people now to like, yeah, yeah. To like discuss <laughs> my feelings? It was such a weird feeling. And that's exactly to your point, Liam, which is you get, it's the opposite. You, you get famous right away right yep. away and then it's a it, then it's a come down it's like a, a roller coaster as you know the opposite where it's like oh, a little bit famous a little bit famous uh, and then it starts to rise mm-hmm. and you get to this mm-hmm. giant peak that's like how everyone else does it so you just got to keep that momentum that's that's the hardest part which is um just finding out how to uh to ride that wave and just not not be depressed about it it's and it's an easy i had to find a switch in my head which was love life uh no matter what happens it's all going to be good. And, and, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's all about mm-hmm. consistency. Like I think about some of yep. my favorite comedians and some of my least favorite comedians, there's, there's these comedians who I think I'm like, why are they famous? But it's because they're consistent and they just keep doing it. Yeah. And they go to the yep. comedy store and just keep working out their craft mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. uh, doing, doing little things here and there. Even like for me the other night, I just did a, a little room on uh, clubhouse, this new app. And just, just yes. sing, just sing a couple songs for a couple hours, you know, and listen to other people. And it's just good to, it's just that little, just keep work, harnessing your craft and, and, and yeah. uh, experience. It's all about experience levels as well. You know, it's like Matt Mark and Godwell's um, 10,000 10, hours theory that you don't really master craft until you've put 10,000 hours into wow. learning that. You know, once you've hit wow. your 10,000 hours, you consider yourself to be a master. And all of that is, you know, it's like it's writing songs, going on the road, making mistakes, learning lessons. And all that adds up to make you a a, a more whole, better person. And then you become a master of your craft. That's right. the idea, I guess, isn't it? You know, you just keep going. You put your, put your put your time and effort into it. And like, you're really good with this, actually. I was seeing on like on socials, you're just everywhere with it you know and it's so right. good as well because it's like super inventive things like i've seen stuff that you're doing on reels and tiktok where you know you're duetting with people which is to me is so clever because it engages you directly with your audience thanks you know what I mean? yeah they, they can they yeah. can sing with you it's so good it's it's thank you thank you so much for that yeah that's the, the tiktok is really um really helping me out 
And uh, it's fun. And it's fun to see who's listening and who's got great voices or you yeah. know, who's playing the trumpet along with me. It's, it's really fun. I mean, not only is it, it's a, it's a, love is a two way street, right? You know, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm getting, I'm getting some more exposure, but at the same time, I'm getting to, to meet new people and, and see what the fans slash friends slash acquaintances are doing and how, how they, how they mesh along. It's really interesting. You know, I, I, I love, I love the TikTok duet things. And, and I even just posted some things on, on Instagram, just some, some selects and it's really, really cool. So it's, it, yeah, it, I think, I think more people should, should get into that 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 tiktok i'm gonna duet is... with you casey and it's gonna be amazing it'll go viral <laughs> i bet it will i hope there's some pudding involved <laughs> guaranteed guaranteed yeah. no, you Definitely. actually have a, a good voice craig we should we should totally do something you know what we could do i got my green i know screen. exactly what we could do <laughs> on the sugar cane train on the sugar cane train well, there you go, really? ladies and gentlemen. You know, <laughs> what, what was what was your verse? How did it go? Uh, do you know? I can't remember. We'll have to dig out the video. We'll post it uh, before yeah, we we'll post this that. episode, and everyone will be like, "What the fuck is this?" In fact, <laughs> Liam, we'll tell you that story because it was funny. We were in uh, where were we? We were in Australia, and uh, <laughs> we were in a giant we, bus. Yeah, and and the bus driver told us we, we saw this tiny. It was like a small train, right? It was well. No, we had to stop because there was this train crossing the road for like twenty minutes. Fuck it all. So we were just there, just watching it. And then I, I think I went sugarcane train. And then Casey went ah sugarcane train. And we just did that for twenty five minutes. Probably actually, we probably did that for like three days straight. Oh, annoyed everyone yeah. around us. It's amazing yeah. what will uh, entertain you while you're on the road. Just oh man, and we just kept coming up with, with different different characters, different characters. Yeah. Uh, uh, all of a sudden, Craig was conductor. Craig, yeah. Uh, say, Je- Jess, your uh, what, what was her job title? Uh, Jess, uh, I like to think of her as TM assistant, but she was all round legend. Legend. Okay, yeah. So Jess, the legend, yeah. was she, she for some reason when we did the Sydney Opera House, which was dope. Jess came out with some safety orange reflective material <laughs> and she became safety Jess. And that was a part of the cartoon as well. And then I think I was candy cane Casey. I don't know. Cookie Casey. Candy cane Casey. Yep. Yeah. I, yep. I, I think I was the villain. Maybe I was. Oh, and Oh, and then the car, <laughs> the, the corn syrup car was, it. was chasing oh, the sugar cane train. So, so many at the opera house, they've got pianos in basically every room. So obviously with BMJ, some of the greatest musicians in the world, and Casey's there at the piano, and then suddenly we've got other people coming in with bits of ours, this trumpet <laughs> on it, uh, not trumpet, trombone and uh, sax on it. Right. Reggie. Reggie there, just being Reggie. Reggie. I love Reggie. Big shout out to Reggie. <laughs> Reggie is the shit. Wow. What a, what a soul. I love that guy. Uh, well, that... But thinking about PMJ, so you kind of, after doing your, your solo tour, you kind of met up with Scott in 2015. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, Around that time. So, so when yeah. you met Scott, was that kind of, how, was that a really organic thing or did he kind of reach out to you or did you reach out to him? And then how did you become such an important part of that brand? I mean, like the videos, you've got the most hits on them. I think one of them that's like, 10, 11 million hits on it. 
Oh, of, dang. Uh, yeah. Uh, some big boy numbers. I think, yeah. I think Umbrella has 18 million at the, at the moment. So that's pretty, Jesus. that's pretty crazy. But again, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's all a collaborative thing. And I got some pretty, yeah. pretty hot tap dancers in there with Sarah Reich and Melinda, Melinda Sullivan. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so um, I, I was on tour with myself and I was touring with a guitarist, Taylor Tesler, shout out. And Jacob says who is still a big part of, uh, yeah, you met him. Yeah, man, he came over to Europe. Oh, okay, no, he was so, in Australia with us one year. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Because I, I had, I've only been on tour with him, I think, in the states. But he is, he is the shit. And I know Jacob through Idlewild Arts, my high school. I met mm-hmm. uh, Jacob. Um, I was doing an all school announcement. I was dressed as a Power Ranger in short shorts. I just found anything that was yellow, and I met him. <laughs> Uh, at his jazz audition and then and then he went to school i i graduated and he went to school that uh next year and then we just for some reason we we just kept talking to each other and uh we would play in the local band so so jacob once hit me up and was like hey can i come on tour with you i said yeah yeah come come along dude that would be awesome so it was me playing bass and singing uh guitarist who also sang and then jacob who would play cajon and saxophone at the same time and eventually and sometimes harmonize as well so jacob one day was like you know what i i play with this band we were on tour he says i play with this band called postmodern jukebox you got to meet scott bradley they're doing this this residency at hide on sunset in la and so he's yeah he said i'll just i'll I'll send you his facebook information i he sent it to me I reached out to Scott. Hey man, you, you, uh, Jacob says we need to meet. Let's, let's jam at some point. He said, come to the next show and think of a song. So I remember just, just coming to, I was going to check out the show, the Scott Bradley's postmodern mm-hmm. jukebox show. And, uh, it, and I, I just, I didn't know exactly what was going to happen, but I showed up and I, right before I showed up, I was on the phone with him. He's like, yeah, dude, nice to meet you. I've seen you on idol and love your stuff. Uh, what song do you want to do? And I said, well, you know, it's hit, you know, it's hot in the charts these days is Sam Smith's. Um, I'm not the only one. And he said, let's do it. We'll do it tonight. And so we, we didn't even, we, we semi practiced like half of it for sound check. Yeah. And I met all these cool people like chip and, uh, Adam Kubota and, uh, Robin Adele Anderson and Jacob was there and Ben, Ben, the sax guy. I don't know if you've had a, the, yeah, the opportunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so all the all these all these amazing people were there and uh and and just uh so so then i then i came i went back to my house and came back a couple hours later at nighttime and i remember i was wearing shorts and they said it's you have to wear pants so i i had some pants right. luckily and i came in and i remember just being blown away just by what was happening there i, I walked in the first thing i see is a tap dancer tap dancing and singing at the same time and Scott's just doing some like Scott Joplin type stuff. And there's four horns at that, at that time. And they were just, just having a good time and everyone was dancing. I was like, this is like a speakeasy. So, so then, so then I got up and we just tried, I'm not the only one. I wonder if there's video around the first time and it was fun. It was like, the, it out, yeah. yeah, but it was like the most fun that I've ever had. He said, come by next week. And we did Stacy's mom. We, yeah. it, it, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we just we literally thought about it like a couple hours before the show and then um after that we started to record he said hey let's record those two and so we recorded both of them and then i actually um told Haley reinhardt to come by one of the shows and i yeah. think she sang all about that bass at that moment 
because yeah. they they were just they were famous with all about that bass and so Haley came mm-hmm. and sang that and then i think she sang uh so, something else but then then i started to tour with them i i got offered to be like the second world tour and i remember starting in northern ireland belfast really cool yeah. place and we did england we did amsterdam we did paris we did germany just amazing places and i'd never been to these places so my first every European experience was with postmodern jukebox. Nice. And, uh, and, and I remember actually Haley came in to be a part of that. And she started to sing creep on that tour. Just, just, just like, Oh, I, I kind of like creep. Let's try it out. And she tried it. And I remember being in the studio and her recording her famous creep video and just sitting yeah. behind the camera. I have pictures. It's really cool. And that became like a super mega hit with, with yeah. Haley. And I just, oh, it's, huge. It's, yeah. yeah, it's really cool to be a part of that. So then, uh then uh i was like i was like i don't know i kind of want to host it i just want to see what happens and and i asked scott hey if there's any tours where you you know because it was starting to be one tour into like two tours into three tours at the same time so i was like if you Mm -hmm. need an extra host man i'm here and that is just like he he let me do it it was really nice i did like a couple tour dates and just just got into it it felt felt awesome man uh and and i'd love it i miss it i miss it a lot actually it's i have dreams about postmodern jukebox and me hosting like just getting ready for shows it's crazy i'm not sure if i have dreams or nightmares (laughs) (laughs) i've had a couple i've had a couple yeah dude 100 i'll tell you what so we we at Talking Touring have some questions that we do. We ask everyone. So I'm just going to drop these on you now. And I haven't warned you about these at all. So Good. Oh, you piece of shit, Craig. Yeah, these, <laughs> it's, they're actually annoyingly difficult questions. So um, do your best with them. But top five venues you've ever played or visited or seen a show or... Okay. Um, used the shower. <laughs> <laughs> okay um it's real hard no no real well i can hard. tell you number one is probably okay. the paradiso in amsterdam yes, yes. yeah that's what that, a venue first of all great venue second of all great green rooms and just downstairs yep. area and there's sometimes yep. amazing things happening all around there's a couple shows happening in other rooms that's yeah, really yeah. good uh Good food there as well, if I remember rightly. The catering is really nice. I think so, yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Good good times in Amsterdam. And oh, oh, and you walk outside and there's a canal right there, just like right yeah, in the back. Yeah. Of the- oh, it's so <laughs> yeah. gorgeous. Oh, Paradiso is, is this shit. Um, I mean, I, I think fact, I got to go with Red Rocks as well. Cana- did you fall in that canal once? Or am I making that up? Uh, I don't think I fell in the canal. <laughs> Someone on a PMJ tour fell in the uh, canal or got wet. And I, oh, anyway, sorry. Number two. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. I, I've fallen a couple times on tour, but I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not in a canal. But yeah, uh, but I'd have to say Red Rocks is one of them as well. Oh, That's one place I've always, always wanted. To, yeah. to to go and work. I've never managed to do it, but it's so fucking beautiful. It's gorgeous. And we I remember me and Mike Catone, the trumpet player, we we took a hike or all around the place. So yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. 
I'm into those naturey things. And then uh, the yeah. Greek theater, the Greek theater in LA was really awesome as well. Kind of the same. That's iconic vibe. as well. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and these are these are all with postmodern jukebox. Um, oh, I'll have to say the uh, for the American Idol tour we actually did. Well, I guess for for postmodern jukebox we did it too, but. American Idol sold it out very a little bit more. And it was the Microsoft Theater, which I think was the Kodak Theater at the moment. It's right next to LA Live. It's where like all I've the done, I've not not been there. No. I don't know, but no. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a really cool place. Yeah. so they say that's for um, let me think of another good one. There was this really cool place that in Denmark. And I feel like it was called like the TV station, and it was the TV station. And we played almost like in a were, sound stage. Yeah, last what? time mm. you were in Europe and we were in Copenhagen, we played a place called Vega. Ah, oh, uh, Vega. Vega was really good. Vega is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember, okay, yeah, I was in Copenhagen. I went to that crazy town. Yep. I walked yeah. there. What was that crazy town? I don't remember what it's called. Oh, but Christiana. Was, that was. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Christiana. There's an amazing venue in Christiana called Loppen as well, yeah. which oh. is fucking sick. Like it's right in the middle. It's like proper squat punk vibes. Um, the stage in the venue is like this fucking high off the floor. <laughs> they have like no barriers, yeah. no like no like fences for the front of the stage, and it's just chaos. Oh. It's amazing. It's so fucking good. Oh, I love, I'd love to play there. That's totally my vibe for sure. It's so good. So good. Uh, you know what? You know what my you know what another favorite venue is? Is actually at my home school of Idlewild Arts. There's this giant amphitheater where yeah. I actually graduated, but every mm. summer they have a summer jazz festival and I play it. And it's like so cool because you're looking at green grass and people are sitting on it either with their butts or their chairs or um carpets or uh towels or something but yeah. it's always it's always filled and you look up and there's these giant umbrellas to shade you really cool oh, and nice. trees all around so that's that's Sounds that's beautiful. another so yeah those i love that question your favorite venues i guess that would be nice in a sense of like um being like coming home do you know what i mean like right. playing back in your you know that that full circle kind of feeling would be quite nice as well i guess that's cool. right yeah i like that i like that yeah our next one liam and uh, the next one's a good one top tip for touring like what what tip would you give to someone who's just starting out or or is just on the road for the first time um that's a good question um it's uh, difficult as well it's, it's there's a lot of advice that you can give to someone in, in a position like that but hard. um i would say i mean just m- mostly stuff it, it, it also just kind of relate to life which is just uh mm-hmm it's it's almost a hurry up and wait mentality um okay you know what and i've learned this the hard way uh do a little have minimal drug and alcohol uh, times (laughs) (laughs) that's a very good piece of advice and and the reason not only will the show be better but the your your tiredness you won't be as tired and you can explore more places because you never because you always want to take advantage of being in a place 
Mm -hmm. I always say that the best part of touring is before and after the show and the show, the show Mm -hmm. is always magic and it's, but it's that, that camaraderie that you have with people is huge. And the fact that I just remember being in groups with people and just, just, Oh, Craig, you remember that one time? Here's a perfect example. Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. We had Thanksgiving in Portugal and, and it was just a family vibe. And we, we rented out a whole, or you did, you rented out a whole upstairs of this restaurant and they gave us like, even though it was port, even though it was Portugal, they gave us Turkey dinner, an American Turkey dinner. And it was magic. Yeah. Yeah. They went out and bought everything and made it and they presented it beautifully and, they had everything, didn't they? Yams. Yeah. I still don't really know what yams are, but we had yams. <laughs> <Me neither. laughs> I hate yams, but at least they had them. And they had the, <laughs> they had the cranberry sauce, which was amazing. Yeah. And and so those moments, but you know, some there was there was a couple of times where I was too hungover or too tired where everyone went out. And I remember I missed a really cool karaoke night. And I was just mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, you know, and it's it, you, the show comes first. So, you you know, I was like, you know mm-hmm. what, I, I guess I should stay home because we have a show tomorrow. And I remember seeing all these, these WhatsApp videos of everyone just killing it. And I was like, ah, I should, I shouldn't have drank. I should have saved my drinking for tonight. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. I hate yeah. that. It's a very good takeaway that you just said is like the show comes first. Like you're there to do a job. And it's right. like, one of our guests uh, the other week actually uh, mentioned how there will always be another party. There will always be yep. more drugs. There will always be more drinks. So it's like you don't right. have to do them all every night. And yeah, I think that that's something that if if I ever get the opportunity to tell someone, that's what I'll tell them. Yeah, I mean, that's like, such good just, advice. Just have fun. Just well, we'll check this time. out. So yeah. Um, I, I remember, and Craig Craig knows this very well, that I would have to feel like I was very loose on stage, and I mm-hmm. I was, and and to be honest, uh, you know, I, I think I, I I would I would kill no matter what, just because, but I would feel like I needed a little bit of alcohol in my system, uh, just to loosen up and just maybe, you know, it's like it's you know, postmodern jukebox is super. Uh, super like you know uh speakeasy right Energy. you know it's like yeah. hey have a drink have a smoke welcome to jazz right but <laughs> so i would but i would indulge too too much and craig remembers i even the first night <laughs> and i wasn't even playing uh in portugal yeah. i was just watching i i just drank too much and i had a i i puked the next day because i was just i drank too much so uh, my my takeaway which i've learned it took me this long to really realize it. So um, I'll have a drink every once in a while and I'll, I'll drink with my grandmother. But other than that, I've been pretty sober since November and I've probably had about three or four drinks. I I just celebrated my birthday on the 12th. And so I had, I had some Prosecco and, and that was really nice. But other than that, you know, it's, it's good to just be sober and in your right mind because it feels uh, again, who who knows how long this will last? But for now, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like you know uh, the, the the pandemic. Even then, I was getting a little like, let's drink wine every night, let's party because yeah. you can't do anything. Yeah, but time. you don't yeah. you don't need it. Yeah, you, there'll always be another party. There'll always be, uh, you know, more drugs. And the the craziest part is is that I'm a big pothead, and the fact is, I haven't I haven't even smoked one ounce of one inch of weed. Uh, since wow. yeah, since November, and it feels like my voice is I can reach high notes that I've never been able to hit. So amazing, yeah. Good so, on you, buddy. That's thanks, that makes me thanks super a lot, Greg. No, I appreciate it, and and 
Craig was super nice during those tour times and just, just, you know, you know, giving, giving me helpful advice with the alcohol every once in a while, like saying, yeah, you know, you don't need to do it that much, you know? So that, that was, that, I really appreciate that Craig. And, and yeah, so that, and that's, and that's what I would tell people, you know, you know, uh, like you said, it's, it's all, it's all about the show. Let's make the, let's, let's make the people happy. Oh, I, I guess other, other than that, I'd also just say, um, a little less important. Um, I was just talking, I was just thinking about this Steve Martin quote, don't let the audience know you're bombing. So like, if you, <laughs> or, and I would even go as far as to say, like, don't even let your, your fellow singers let your let you know they're bombing because if you come off the stage and you're like oh i just i just didn't do well it's not it's you don't want to spread that and also you can manipulate your brain into thinking you know what i did good because i'll come off the stage and i'll be like that was shit but then you go to a meet and greet and someone will be like that was the greatest performance i've ever seen yeah. and so yeah one of my one of my favorite quotes is is uh if someone has a better opinion of you of they <laughs> <laughs> if someone has a better opinion of you of yourself than you do, go with their opinion. And yeah. that's that's, that's good advice. That's yeah. good advice. I think it's a very, very good point as well, because a lot of the time I've, you know, I've seen in my experience as a tour manager when I've been touring with the bands, seeing them come off stage from what I thought was a fantastic show, met them side stage, headed backstage to the dressing rooms, had a little chat, come back, you know, 10, 15 minutes later, and everyone's arguing because of something that happened during the show right. and they all felt like it didn't go well. And they've just, they've taken what was a good show and destroyed it. You know, they pulled right. it apart bit by yep. bit yep. and tore each other down. And I've come back and they've been like, what did you think? And I'm like, I thought it was amazing. I thought it was a really good <laughs> show. show and the they're tour. like, oh, what do you know? You don't fucking <laughs> yeah. know anything. Fuck up. <laughs> but it's true. You, like with that mentality, you start to bring yourself down and then you bring everyone else down with yeah. you there as well. And you're just, you know, it's good to right. share your emotions and be like, you know, I, I feel like I didn't do very well and, and, and express that, but there's right. a way to do it for definite, I think. Right. And yeah. you know what? I, I think, I think we've been super lucky because, you know, postmodern jukebox is a, re a revolving cast. So you never know who you, mm -hmm. who or what you're going to get, but the last two tours I did with Craig, you know, we did one in Australia and New Zealand and Tasmania, which was dope. And we did uh, one with the whole Europe vibe. Uh, I did yeah. half of it. And man, the cast and crew was just perfect. And and that's that's what you hope for, you know? So, and, and that's, you know, every time we came off stage, positive energy. I don't remember one time where someone said, I messed up. I don't remember. Yeah. And that's the perfect, perfect thing. Brilliant. I mean, we all had Brilliant. like, oh, maybe we could do this next time, you know? But it was never, I hate this, you know? Yeah. Exactly. That's perfect as well. It's, it's the phrasing of that um, criticism or that critique is not, this is terrible. It's maybe we do this. Right. Yeah. It's, right. it's the same thing, but it's the phrasing of it makes all the fucking difference because it's one is super fucking negative and one isn't at there all, you go. which can change. We can completely change the mood with, with a group of people. And it's so important, especially when you're, like hurtling around the fucking earth in a tin can filled with farts with a bunch of people <laughs> for like a really long period of time. It's fucking hard enough yeah, a lot of the time. Like, like you don't need to be. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. You're, you're up close and personal with all these people. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's good yeah. to just keep, keep your heads up. Right. You may Absolutely. as well be nice to each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what is your can't live without item on tour? 
what do you have to bring with you? And I don't mean your underwear or your tie or your stage <laughs> outfit. Like that thing that that makes you feel complete when you're in a different city every day. Um, I you know I'm trying to think of something uh, other than what I'm about to say, but I think it really it, it it's 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 something musical. I, I think I always have to bring a musical instrument. I think I always yeah. have to have like a guitar laying around or a melodica just to feel yeah. like I'm doing something off stage and uh, even something to bring on stage, even if it's an acoustic guitar and it's not plugged in something to yeah. balance on stage. But also, you know, when you're in the tour bus and you just feel like breaking out into song, you just, just play with a guitar and, and jam with people. There's so I nothing think that's better after a long day when someone starts playing guitar at three in the morning. and singing <laughs> <in the location. laughs> Yeah. Craig's favorite thing. It's my favorite thing too. <laughs> Fucking hell. I can imagine that brings me back to a few of those very early mornings waking up to a band downstairs. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you know uh, what? Even our that. even our bus drivers would like pick up the guitar and just start playing and that 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 felt good. Sometimes, sometimes. That's the thing. It, it's especially on PMJ tours, it was a very, very musical environment the whole time. Everyone's so talented that someone might be sat at a laptop making a tune while someone's on a guitar, while someone's writing lyrics or doing something and working on their projects at home and stuff. So it was all, it's right. always a very creative environment to be around. So yeah, I, I yeah. actually, I think you bringing a guitar on tour actually adds to my experience on tour. So oh, thank nice. you for that. <laughs> Some kind of experience that is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What's your, what's your favorite touring memory that you've had? What's what's the the highlight that really Other than sticks getting out for off you? the plane and seeing me for yeah. the first time and being like fucking hell? I know oh, about I can't this guy. say that one. Okay, all right, let's think of another one. Uh, let's see. Oh man, I would this have is to another s- difficult one. I, okay, I really I, should have pre-warned you on these, Casey. I'm really sorry, but I know I no, I you should. I think that all your guests, you should not ask these because it's it's really good to get that that thinking on your feet. It's almost like, have you seen hot ones? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. Hot ones is the greatest interviewing show in the world. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, you don't know the question. Second of all, it's hot sauce. So you're under pressure and it's, it's good to yeah. get these questions. So, but, uh, uh, for some reason, the first thing that comes to mind, I remember it was Halloween and I was supposed to do creep the song creep. And, mm-hmm. um, and to be to be fair, I felt, I felt a little bad because they said, uh, you know, it's a Halloween, it's Halloween, but don't dress up. And no one dressed up, but I, f- I figured, you know what? It's creep. I got I got to dress like a vampire. So, <laughs> I thought I'm it was okay. It and anyway. I even sounded like, if you were here before, <laughs> I couldn't look you in the eye. <laughs> and I, I, I don't think I had the teeth, but I put some little red things on and I had a cape. I think I went to a Halloween store, got a cape. Nice. You oh, you know where we were? I think we were in uh, either Tasmania or I can't remember exactly. But anyway, um, Dave Tedeschi, uh, our, our drummer slash um, uh, musical director or band leader, he is he's all for the the, the jokes. I, I, I love him and the fact that he's he's just so on it, but also the fact that he uh, loves gags as well. So he would always want to be a part shout of out to Dave. Yeah. Shout out to Dave, but he would always be, want to be a part of it. And so he, he came up with this idea where 
I said, Hey man, I'm going to, I'm going to be uh, Dracula. And he said, dude, I'll push you out. And so we found this dolly. And so I was, <laughs> I was in a cape. I was standing on the dolly and he pushed me out with me and on a, in my cape facing the opposite direction. And, and Reggie was playing the piano <laughs> and he pushed me out right to the microphone and just made sure it was like perfect. People were like cracking up and then turned me around. And I was just like, <laughs> you know, with my hands sprawled out. It's so funny like hearing it, your side of it and my side of it. I remember just getting on the radio being like, where the fuck has he got a dolly from? <laughs> like, What's going on? Like, we haven't done a risk assessment for this. What? what? <laughs> You, you got to ask forgiveness rather than permission sometimes. I'm yeah, sorry, dude. Greg. I'm sorry. Very true. That's it. I'm, <laughs> Greg, I'm, yeah, I loved Greg it. you remember that one time where that guy came out of the audience and just started cradling me like a baby on stage? Yeah. <laughs> and then we had to get some weird... Yeah, yeah, we, that, oh, yeah. And then, yeah, I remember I ended up on stage ushering him down, I think. Yeah, yeah. I had were, to walk you, from you front of the house control. and be like, come on, mate. You've had your fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were, I remember seeing you. You were, you were really... Uh, conservative, you were very like, all right, come on, come on. And then he picked me up, and you're like, oh gosh, <laughs> put him down. Yeah, put down my friend, you put him, down. put my friend down. <laughs> but you, yeah, you handled that like a boss because he was, because you know, Craig does uh, front of house and tour manages, and I'm sure a whole bunch of other jobs I don't even know about. But he <laughs> also played security guard that day and 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 ushered him off because that, that was weird. But yeah. it's yeah. one of my least favorite jobs that as a tour manager, like obviously both, both me and Craig work with like punk bands as well while Ooh. we're touring. So there's like a lot of that, like people jumping on stage, stage diving. And it's my least favorite job is like, is trying to shepherd someone off the stage. Oh. that has like, not like cause a problem or anything, but have just like have really outstayed their welcome. Do you know yeah. what I mean? right. Like they're just, yeah. you're hanging around a little bit too long. Just get up do you high five or whatever and jump back in the crowd. And they're just kind of like there for way too long. And it's yeah. like, oh, right. Kind of, right. Yeah. Kind of very gently guide you towards the end of the stage. It's horrible. I, hate I, I can't imagine what you guys go through because yeah, like postmodern jukebox is jazz, right? It's supposed to just be <laughs> easy listening. So I, and, and that happens even with jazz concerts. So I can't even imagine what it's like with punk. My favorite with PMJ shows is is when a like an old person from the audience comes up to me and goes, "Is this jazz?" <laughs> yeah. What did you think it was? <laughs> is this postmodern jukebox? Yeah, yeah. It's not lounge jazz. I'm sorry, love. <laughs> you see them? Like, oh, around. they're it's expecting hilarious. jazz. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've got one more, haven't we, Craig? What's we certainly one? do. So it's, it's what's, what's the biggest fuck up? But I, we don't have to go too personal, but like funny fuck up that you can think of on tour. Okay. Um, We've had all sorts from uh, bags going missing, because that's never fun. And uh, uh, flights not being booked for people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, well, this is off stage. That that's okay, right? I remember as a, yeah, a tour yeah, bus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I okay, I I remember. So you know, we had just got come from Amsterdam, mm -hmm. and um, I think I had bought a piece, uh, and and they said, "Hey, listen, I'll get all the weed off of the bus because we're going into." I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's Germany. Is Germany share border with? 
the Netherlands? Yes, yeah, it does. Okay. So we, yeah, so we were going into Germany, very strict. And they said, get rid of everything, all your shrooms, all your, your weed. Uh, If you have anything else, get rid of that too. And so I remember I got rid of everything, but then um, as we were getting out, I remember I I opened my bag and I had, uh, there was just a piece. There was like a, a, a pipe. And so I, I was like, you know what? That's no big deal because because the, there's there's no weed in there. And so the bus driver, um, what was his name? Uh, I think his name was Don. He, he Don is Don is really cool. He actually, and he comes from Liverpool. He's got that Liverpool accent. But he, <laughs> so so I didn't know what to do. I just wanted to throw it in the trash. But I was like, you know what? Maybe that's bad because the cops will see it. And so I just went up to Don and I was like. Hey Tom, what do, what do I do with this this pipe? That uh, and he looked at it and he was like, "Oh my fucking god, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing?" And then, and then I was like, "Oh sorry, no." He's like, "We're gonna get fucking arrested!" And he walks out the car and is like, just screaming to himself, walking past these cops. He's like, "Oh, we're." fucked we're fucked and i'm like dude you're making it worse super chill super yeah. chill he, he was just so angry and all these cops were like what's what's his problem i was like oh jesus christ so i just stuffed it in my pocket and like threw it out in at the uh uh right outside it was kind of i was a little scared i was more scared that don was gonna get himself in trouble yeah. <laughs> and I, I threw it out and uh and then they checked the whole thing and then we were good to go and then don and i had a beer afterwards he was like dude i'm so sorry i mean af- after we we had parked and got into germany yeah but yeah. that so that was that was a big fuck up i i that that was huge and that that definitely scared me i mean when it when it comes to that stuff the, the drug stuff is is always scary and you, you you always think oh maybe i left something in my bunk or something like that mm, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah that's that's probably the biggest this fuck up off stage i'm trying to think of a good off on stage thing i mean in that situation i don't think there was really a fuck up from you i think the driver just made yeah. a real big fucking deal about nothing to be quite okay. honest that's good to hear if that, that was like if i was in that position i'd be like all right I'll just fucking put it back in your pocket don't worry about it it's fine yeah good <laughs> just good. hide it don't don't worry it's okay not walk right. off the bus screaming. Fucking <laughs> <Right>. insane. <laughs> uh, but I, I do remember there was one time. It, I've never really had any bad fuck ups. I feel like I always tell, talk, make my fuck ups into into the show. And mm-hmm. one was this. I remember I was on stage. These are all post modern jukebox stories. But I remember just being on stage and I was getting crazy. I I sang "Sweet Child of Mine" and I remember Todd Schroeder was the piano player at the time the 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 band director and i got Mm -hmm. up on the case and was just kind of singing like just like uh like my whole body i was like almost planking on the piano right and i was like looking (laughs) todd directly in the eye (laughs) and then and then i decided to kind of almost turn my plank 180 degrees so i was looking directly into todd and I was, my body was still completely straight. And then the piano started just to lean over oh, <laughs> and, shit. and I was like, Oh fuck. Oh my gosh. And, and Todd was like, like moving his hands so he could almost like, keep playing. I was like, Oh no. And then I landed on my feet and I was literally holding the piano up. So it was like literally like an A-frame and Todd was just standing up and he was like looking so like, what are you doing? Why why would you do this to me? <laughs> and then I put it right back up and he kept playing. And then I talked to him afterwards and he was like, you know what? I, I live for that shit. So keep keep doing it. So I, I'm I'm always I always feel guilty during some during some of the things. 
but you just have to just keep going. And I think that people will appreciate the fact that don't let the audience know you're bombing again, you know? So, yeah, yeah. it's like, exactly. The show just keeps going. It doesn't matter what's happening. The show just, just carries on. Like just, right. just keeps going. Yeah. yeah. I've seen like stuff of you, like in a horse mask and like <laughs> taking off all your clothes and stuff on stage. It's just like, Oh my gosh. It was a show we did in in Germany. Um, and it was the last day of tour for Casey. You were you were flying home and uh I think a few drinks had been had and everyone was in pretty good spirits. I love how understated that is. (laughs) And uh I remember just being at front of house and then Casey's doing his big outro on what is love, I think it was. Yeah. And then the tie comes off, shirt slowly unbuttoning. While she's holding a note the entire time, jacket's gone. Then the trousers go, everything. And there's this, just this great picture of Casey Stock Bobbit naked in front of about a thousand people, just like, hey. Hey, to be fair, I think I had a cape on as well. Ah, uh, yes. The cape was definitely there, keeping all of the dignity. It's amazing. Oh. I was naked with a cape, yeah. Yeah. Casey, that's it's the that's, only way that, to be. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Unfortunately, that's about an hour. So awesome. we're going to have to wrap it up there. But thank you so much for coming on Talking Touring. Guys. Thank it's you. Thank you so much. Blast. Really, really appreciate you you talking with me. And it's it's good, good to meet you, Liam. And Craig, I can't Likewise. wait to talk with you. And hopefully we all get to meet in person again. Absolutely. I can't we'll wait. Hopefully happen. we just get to have a big cuddle naked with a, a cape Ooh. on in the middle of a field somewhere. And it'll be amazing. I could tell. I could tell I'd like you, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Perfect.